Mothman, Lanair Rouge, Phantoms, and Monsters. It's not the site of a Sherlock Holmes mystery, but a real one. Lake Michigan strangeness. Do you want to hear what remote viewer John Vivanco saw when his team looked at the area? Want to hear what I found in my investigative research? Well, join me, Rob Counts, and John Vivanco for a metaphysical show today that's out of this world. Hello. This is going to be awesome. I think that um, I think that there are way too many puzzle pieces here, and I think that we're just going to throw them all out and see what sort of like kind of fits together and make a lot of really, really huge assumptions. Yeah, and if if you guys uh, haven't watched the first episode of this, it will warm you up. So go check right. out part one of Lake Michigan Strangeness. Uh, where we go over all kinds of fun things like the Lake Michigan Triangle, what that is, the Stonehenge of Lake Michigan, shipwrecks that no one can explain, UFO sightings that uh, have have been some of the craziest that the world's ever seen. Um, and yeah, we saved the best for last here. But before we get started, John, why don't you tell everyone at home what remote viewing is so that we can we kind of help them understand what what we do here. Yeah, it's it's a way to gain non-local information. Um, in other words, information outside of your five senses. It's a sixth sense that's used in a very methodical and I guess you could say scientific way and using multiple people who are trained in this methodology to kind of paint a picture of what's going on on, on things that you can't get information on in any other way. Developed yes. in the 70s by CIA and Stanford Research Institute. So, yeah. Definitely go check that stuff out on your own. We've talked about remote viewing in a bunch of our other episodes that I think you'll find really interesting as well. So go check those out. Well, all right, John. I mean, Lake Michigan's so weird. Did you know that that Michigan was actually – it's got the most amount of dogman sightings. Dogman, right? Mi Michigan uh, proper. Michigan like itself. The, the Michigan proper itself is like where dogman seems to have originated from as well. Like, we didn't even go into that. I like, thought Dogman was more Canadian, but Michigan butts up against Canada. So that. Hey, that might have been. Well, you know, nobody's really in Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if Canada actually exists. Yeah. I think there's just an ice wall there. Isn't there just an ice wall and it's just a myth? Canada is a myth. I think the biggest, the biggest um, <laughs> haunting of, of, of Canada really is just the, their use of the word A and everything that they say. It haunts me at, at night. You, what was that movie? Those two guys that would, it was like a 1980s movie and they got to work in a beer factory in Canada, A, eh? and everything was A, eh, A. Eh? I can't remember their names. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. You know, um, one of my favorite movies actually is that movie uh, Goon. On uh, You can check it out on Netflix. It's all about hockey. And this one guy that like, he could just take a punch and it's just great hilarious movie and it like a lot of the canadian culture is in there and uh, actually you know the canadians do a lot of things right and uh, hockey is one of them for sure yeah right right um so yeah dogman do well, yeah i mean dogman could have maybe dogman originated in canada um and oh man that looks that looks that looks bad <laughs> it's you and heather check it out it's actually hilarious that movie yeah um, so Dogman, I mean, there's a ton of Dogman sightings. The most Dogman sightings occur in Michigan itself. Um, so there's something there's, I know, I mean, something we didn't even touch on. I mean, Michigan is full of just, it's just endless, strange, high strangeness. And so then we get to this whole Mothman side. Well, I mean, first the triangle 
with the structure in it, the ancient structure, and then we get to the Mothman side. I mean, this is just, this is going down a path of where is this, where is this going? Why is this happening? Well, and, because... and I think in, in 2017, I think it was, there were 52 sightings of, of Mothman, and those are just the ones that were recorded. Right. Those are just the ones that are recorded. And, and there, are, there are Mothman sightings all the time there. But how, like, but anyone who's researched the Mothman knows that the Mothman originated in Point Pleasant, right? Point Pleasant. Well, so, so, so we think. I mean, that was the first. Okay, true. Yeah. True. That was the first big public thing that happened just because John Keel got involved, who was, an, who was a reporter uh, for a paper. I mean, you know, it's like people read paper. Pa it used to be that newspapers were really important to get information. Now it's like, I'm a reporter for a paper. What? What? Is, what? What? You're a reporter for a paper. So they sent him down there to report on what was going on with the Mothman in Point Pleasant. I think that was 1970s, I think. And um, you know what? I think that might be that photo that Lindsay's showing right now. That one of my uh, one of my action figures that I put wings on that I that I super glued wings on and threw it into the air when I was a kid. That's what it is. Actually, it looks like an owl carrying a snake, possibly. It does. Doesn't it? You don't know the context of the size here. You don't, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that bugs me with some of these photos. Although, um, you know, <laughs> because we can see the tree there, we can assume that this figure is, is actually pretty massive. Yeah. Because you have the tree to compare it to, right? Yeah. Theoretically, of course. Right, right. Anyway, you know, we get to Point Pleasant um, when the Mothman prophecies, you know, there's a movie made with uh, Richard, Richard Gere. Gere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, the best thing is to read the book, The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. That is the quintessential, like, high strangeness researcher's book. Like, this, that book is incredible, way better than the movie. Really? But, you know, that, that the whole phenomena that occurred and why they term it as high strangeness is because all these other phenomena started to happen concurrent with the Mothman, people seeing the Mothman. And then when John Keel got involved, he, as, a, as opposed to just reporting on it, he became involved in it, where he would get these strange phone calls uh, and, and strange uh, voices giving him information over the phone, uh, where men in black would show up. Uh, and communicate with him and him receiving information from the Mothman ultimately on the Silver Bridge collapse, right? Because at the end of this whole crazy um, series of events with the Mothman in Point Pleasant, you had the big bridge collapse uh, where many people died and, John, and the Mothman had somehow been warning John Keel of this bridge collapse and it literally... Um, it literally disappeared for the most part after that happened. So it's, it's, it's caused people to speculate on, you know, what's the Mothman? Why is it, does it show up before doom occurs? Does it make doom occur? Right. Is it a harbinger? Um, well, I mean, that would make sense why it's in Chicago, since there's more murders there in the United States than there are anywhere else. Yeah. No kidding. Right. He's like, I mean, look at my home now. There's doom here every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't find a place in the United States that's crazier, so I'm just going to fly around here. Yeah, I know. Mothman needs to write a book. Doom is my bedfellow by the Mothman. <laughs> yeah. So it's you like, find, interesting, though. 
You but, humans find me scary. I find Chicago scary. Right, exactly. I'm here as a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no kidding, right? I mean, you get to the La, La, La Nair Rouge, which okay, is... Okay, so so we were just talking about Mothman for a second, and we're, we're going to go into that a little bit more. But but this this term might be new to you all out there, this La Nair Rouge. John, can you explain what the La Nair Rouge or, or what we know of it is? Yeah, it's the... Um, well, it comes comes out of Fran France, and, and it's French-Canadian. Um, it's, it's basically... It means red uh, dwarf. So... So there's a, a red dwarf. Now this this is predominantly coming out of Detroit, uh, Michigan area, because uh, this is where it was first encountered or publicly encountered, and I think it was the first mayor or official in Detroit. And where is this in Canada? Like Victoria or what's that? We're where talking about Canada? Detroit. Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Oh, yeah. it was Detroit. I Detroit, thought you said Canada right? first. Okay. Right. So, so I don't know if this has been around Chicago, but so it's a it's a red dwarf, and it's it's a troublesome being, because when this being shows up to people, all sorts of bad stuff starts happening. Like for instance, when it was seen um, around eighteen twelve. It was seen around eighteen twelve. Then the British began bombarding the American forces at Fort Detroit. Right. Mm. So it was seen in, I think, 1805, um, where, or 19, 1977, it was seen by a Detroit Edison lineman. It went up a utility pole. And then the next day, a historic ice storm left 400,000 people without electricity. So, wow. So we're what we're looking at here is um, the same type of stuff that shows up after people see Mothman, right? The, the Silver Bridge collapse and other calamities back in Point Pleasant. Now you've got the Lanier Rouge in Detroit has the same. It doesn't look like the Mothman, obviously. No, it but doesn't. It's, but it's got the same kind of story around it, right? So it's it's like. Somebody sees this creature, like they see the Mothman, then bad stuff happens. Big bad stuff, not like personal bad stuff, big bad stuff. So, so Mothman, we know, is kind of a shapeshifter. When people see Mothman, they will sometimes see it shift and change into a shiny cylindrical object. Or they'll see those around Mothman as well. Right. So in here in Detroit, like what Lindsay's showing is that people have parades about um, this creature. They, they have parades. They have a day for this creature where they, they basically say, you know, leave it alone um, or leave us alone, basically. It's a really fascinating uh, piece of culture. It's like Americana, French, Can uh, Canadian, Americana culture mixing together with this whole creature. This should get a lot more press. It should get a lot more press. America would be a lot happier if, if stuff like that got more press. It would be. Yeah. So it's funny, though. It's like, OK, so why is it that you have this creature? Um, um, the same kind of weird stuff is happening around it. And it's been happening for a while since the 1800s. Same with the Mothman. And you've got the Mothman who people think as the as, think of as the shapeshifter type creature. So could this be the same thing? Could it be related to Mothman? It's kind of the same region, same area around Lake Michigan. Weird stuff is happening there. But, you know, 
what we have now with the Mothman is a huge focus on the Chicago area, a huge focus. I mean, like if you look at the sighting map that I think Lindsay's got there, and she'll probably pull that up. You look at the sighting map of Mothman in Chicago, and this is coming from Phantoms and Monsters. Lon, uh, Lon Strickler, who runs that website, has really been mapping these things out mm. and getting interviews with witnesses. I mean, some of these accounts are literally people, normal people in the city, in Chicago, who are walking down the street, they encounter this, you know, six, seven foot tall moth, crazy moth looking being. Lindsay, zoom into um, Chicago or move over to where Chicago is so you can see all of the all of the sightings on there. It's really interesting once you get over there. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. You're starting to see them there. So you have some accounts where Mothman's literally pursuing people down the street like chasing after people yeah, after it made eye contact it like starts to, it starts to like go after them right right exactly like what is going on there i mean with the data that we have on mothman we've looked a lot into it um a lot of it is like this being creature is a little confused it's kind of like this this being is 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 sort of tumbling through multi-dimensional time space and ending up in these locations over and over in order to solve some sort of internal equation that it has and a lot of times what we find in these individual instances where a person encounters mothman is this sense of utter confusion coming from mothman on what is going on it's a very strange thing it, i like i've never run across any sort of strange consistent data like this before and you know i mean i did an episode on this on uh, on edge of wonder yeah on the mothman and one one thing that i found curious it was on chronicles of a psychic spy right yeah it's on chronicles of the psychic spy um one thing i find really interesting this picture that lindsay's got right now look at the wings right yeah. this is this is this is the butterfly butterfly yeah, those are wings. those are butterfly wings right but see that's the whole thing of it and this is what shows up in the data it's like the butterfly effect where one perturbation of some environmental condition creates this hurricane on the other side of the world you know months later what we found with the mothman is mm. it's like that except it's through multi-dimensional time and space so there's something very curious about the wings of the Mothman and the the idea of the butterfly effect. I mean, like... What is the butterfly effect for those at home that don't know? The butterfly effect is the idea of, um, of a, a butterfly. It's, it literally comes out of this, this uh, uh, idea. A butterfly flaps its wings... Uh, in a rainforest, and the very slight wind or particles moved off of that wing cause a chain reaction where down the road, a hurricane arrives in Florida, right? So that's the butterfly effect where, where it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a chain of events that can happen from one small, tiny thing that occurred somewhere this, else. This, this was probably one of the things that when I was young would keep me up at night the most is like thinking right. about how every single thing was a chain reaction to everything going on. Exactly. Like I would exactly. ponder it for hours and hours. Right, right. 
Right. But that's the weird thing with all this. What we found with the Mothman is that it's not so much moth wings it's butterfly wings. And it's it's like almost this reference to the butterfly effect, but multidimensional. And, and when we get Mothman in a location kind of like with the attitude of like, well, what am I doing here? What, what, what's happening here? And then quickly going off to another location. It's like it's running off of this internal thing that it's got to do accomplish get done that stretch that stretches and spans throughout the multiverse right mm. so when you see mothman now showing up in chicago in the amount that it's showing up it's like what took it from there what took it from point pleasant to there like when i look at our remote viewing data it's like yeah what is it why right. why, why now why, why point pleasant or whatever <laughs> excuse me so there seems to be something about a balance that Mothman is trying to achieve through physical events. It's think about like, it's a very complicated um, thing to explain. Oh. Think about. Think oh, about, I think I, I think I know. I think I get it. I think I get what you're saying. Right. So think about a balance. There's no time in Mothman's uh experience there's no time it just moves and ends up in these locations there's some kind of balance that we've seen in the data between point pleasant and chicago there's some equilibrium that's supposed to be met within itself by going to various locations right and i honestly don't understand what that means it just shows up in the data Right. Because it's, it's this thing that's beyond even our human thinking. It's, it's not even how humans think. So so. So when you get here to Chicago, some of the things that show up in the data that Mothman is curious and interested in is this structure. <clears throat> the structure that we find in the triangle and other structures under the water. So we found that in Chicago area or in Lake Lake Michigan off uh, Chicago, you do have other structures there. Um, and I think this points to what, what other structures, John, are below the water near more near Chicago? We've seen pyramids buried under sand. No way. Yeah. We've seen pyramids buried under sand. There's a lot of energy. There's a ton of energy and it's portal like energy. And this relates to the the building of the like Lake Michigan Stonehenge, right? You know, they built that there because there's a ton of energy flow and they're trying to utilize it. Or they remembered something like that where there was a portal. When you have a portal, you build one of these, right? You know, so that's what you do. And so in that area, you've got those earth energies converging. And this is the thing where you find Mothman showing up <clears throat> around these types of structures, around these types of nodes of earth energies. Right. This shows up in our data. So so there is this correlation between Mothman there and that going on in in the in the lake right now. You know, OK, so what's strange, like we have this map that we pulled up where we can see most of the sightings. John and I were looking at this yesterday ahead of the show. And what's really bizarre is that the most sightings are in areas where there's the most amount of like foot traffic which makes sense, right? So we've got Chicago proper, the city along the coast. And then we've got the airport, which is 
where people are coming and going all the time. But what's strange about that is if there are this many sightings around the high populated or high traffic areas, how many site, how many times has this being appeared that we're missing all around here? Right. 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 And, and I think, um, you know, I don't know, but actually what I'm really, really curious to do right now is a big dig on what scientific stuff have they dr done or attempted in the Chicago area. Right. Because actually- Rather than just collecting witness accounts. like Yes, because the thing is, is like we've got witness accounts, right? But, but, but what you said in your remote viewing data about this being whatever it is, like- I almost got the Montauk feeling vibes here of like right. something interdimensionally that like science scientists probably like screwed up interdimensionally or, or like time space wise. And this being is trying to almost like correct that stuff. Exactly. So there isn't a that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. You, 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 you succinctly nailed that on the head. It's trying to correct something, literally trying to correct something, right? That's what we see now. The curious part, too, is that it does involve portals. It does involve bodies of water. Um, it, it's, so one of the things that, we've saw, that we saw with where Mothman is also hovering around <clears throat> was the, like the Navy shipyard area uh, of Chicago, which is right on the edge of the, of the well, lake. And, and the Navy is kind of known for a lot of these types of experiments. Right. I mean, look at the Philadelphia Project. We, exactly. we talked about that in our last show, you know, right. one of our last shows. Right, exactly. So one of the weird things, though, too, is that there's this um, water treatment plant where the water is is like being swirled in this treatment plant. So the water is being swirled and they're treating water right, <clears throat> right on the coast there, right, just right outside of the city. And we had that show up in the data over and over again as this weird dimensional gateway interest of Mothman as well. And so we know that um, vortexes will create energy that will create openings. I mean, look, I'm just reporting on the data. I don't know what to do with it when you get right down to it. I don't know what it means 100%. I can extrapolate and say that there are portals that Mothman is interested in and utilizing and are being created. But really what I'm getting to is that we can go to these locations. Heather and I were in Chicago last year scoping out these locations where our data is showing this is where you're going to see a Mothman if you hang out long enough, right? And all those locations are city locations. Yeah, in the city. Right, exactly. So what is going on below the city or what, what strange scar or event caused all of this? Right. What is it? I mean, and, and, you know, was it, but why, like the other thing too, is like, if it, if it appeared in Mount Pleasant, it has to be appearing in more places than we're seeing on that map. Right. Like, so can that's you zoom curious. out a little bit on that map, Lindsay? And we can see that there are a few more sightings on there that show outside of the greater Chicago area that this thing is kind of showing up a little bit. Right. It, it, like we've got we've got an appearance um a, scroll in a little bit so I zoom in a little bit here like we've got an, some appearances out here in wisconsin 
Um, you know, we've got an appearance down near Bloomington in, in Illinois. We've got a few in Indiana, right? Indianapolis. Like, it must be visiting some other places. You know, I, as far I, as Point Pleasant. I mean, we know that this this list was created by um, Lon from uh, Phantoms and Monsters website. So I think his main focus just might be here. And he's right. not cataloging them elsewhere. I don't know for sure. But the reason why he's cataloging it to begin with is because of the high concentration over the years or pretty much all of a sudden, you know. I mean, this has not been going on for more than 10 years in this area, I don't think. Probably not even more than five years. Um, so what does it mean? Is this, is this, does this mean massive doom is going to happen? Is this like La Nair Rouge where, you know, people see this and all of a sudden Chicago's going to explode? Because, I mean, you've, seen, you've got so many sightings of this that is something really, really horrible. What if the, what if the catastrophes – okay, like hear me out here on this theory, okay? He like think about what happened at Point Pleasant. You know, he appears and there is the bridge collapses. Okay, and then there's there's people that die from the bridge collapsing, and people are blaming it on the Mothman. Right. But what if what you said about the but the butterfly? Excuse me, the butterfly effect is is true, and he's appearing in these places because this whatever occurred, this this strange like snowballing effect is he knows it's going to affect a certain area and he's trying yeah. to get ahead of it to exactly. work out whatever the problem is. And then the catastrophe either happens or it doesn't ahead of time. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I mean, ultimately that's what the data is pointing to and that there, all of this leads to an equilibrium within itself where it, it literally gains enlightenment. It's, it's like a path that this being is, I mean, we, we think only in terms of humans and how humans go through life and our own spiritual experience. What we see in the data on this is that this is a spiritual path that this particular being is on. I mean, it's absolutely bizarre as that. Well, sounds. maybe, maybe it is maybe like, you know, it's trying to find itself or, yeah, but also like, I mean, it's also a bit horrified. As I was going to say, objectively, this thing is like a, a monster, right? Let's say science right. turned it into that thing. And in order to undo this, it has to, like, in order right. to, it's like, a, imagine like a cursed being that like, in order to uncurse itself, it has to go through this, like, like this process, this, this whole timeline of events and, and spiritual journey to unbeastify itself. Well, I mean, maybe also, you know, here's an idea maybe one of these Montauk-like experiments brought it into this realm when it wasn't supposed to be in the first place. Yeah. And now it's trapped and trying to get out. You know, it's like now it's at the next place where it's like trying to figure out these portals in that area yeah, so it can and, get out through there. Yeah, and what if like, what if like to that being, it, it, this is a matter of like, minutes or hours and to us we're looking yeah. at it over like a really crazy long period yeah. of time because it just keeps appearing and trying to fix crap and then it's bouncing out and going to the next thing exactly like, right exactly that's that that's exactly what the data shows weird. it's like it's like spinning through the multi-dimensions there's no time it's just ripping through all of a sudden it'll find itself in one location and it'll see something and see a person and then go after that person because it's probably like trying to ask it what's happening here. That's kind of the feeling. Ah, 
I don't what, know what's, what's going happening on. here. Why help am I a me. moth man? Sorry, I'm a big, huge, scary moth bat. Yeah. But can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe all those people that are being chased by it are literally Mothman trying to ask for help. It could be. <laughs> it could. It be. could be, but it's it's terrifying. So everyone's running in terror. Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, especially like it makes eye contact with you and then just starts coming yeah, at you. Don't like, make eye contact with Mothman. Just don't do it. You're not supposed to, right? You're not supposed to. That's a thing. <clears throat> right. You're not supposed to do it. Yeah. So, but I think ultimately, I think that the Mothman seems to be um, attracted to those structures and that area uh that's highly energetic within the lake i think that's ultimately where this is going where mothman is moving toward or is i mean we, the sightings are occurring around the airport and along the coast what's it what's happening over the triangle area you know i mean there has to be a more there has to be a, a way to collect information on this than just through witness reports, like setting up cameras, using remote viewing to understand where to go, because we've seen some things that that are that should lead us to actually capturing exactly evidence. I don't think I think this is going to take us time to solve. And I think <laughs> I, no, I mean, like, yeah, I agree. Solve, but yeah. I think that we have to look at, I think, a number of scientific experiments that have gone on potentially in the area or military experiments oh i see what you're saying area. right and then and then individually kind of like start piecing together a potential story for this because we're not just talking about like yes there's the mothman but then there's also like chicago there's also right. point pleasant there's also like you know a lot of people are calling this being the harbinger of 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 disaster but really we don't know like we don't we, know, we don't know. And and we don't know if it's good or it's bad or it just is, but there's so like Lake Michigan, that first episode we did on Lake Michigan, if this crap was going to go on anywhere in the country, it's probably it around Lake Michigan. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think that this has a, a, a huge amount of room on the investigation side. I think that's a really good idea to try to understand. I mean, what type of weird, naval experiments and whatnot have gone on around in that area i mean this is this really reminds me of something like stranger things it where, is and like montauk where we were using the radar to try to uh, you know pulse another dimension to kind of you know bring ours together you know the demiurge and so it's like is this something similar to that there could have been something going on there, there, something something's up and whether natural or unnatural there's some kind of portal stuff going on here for sure. Right, right. And, you know, the other the other side of this is that we have to make a trip out there. Yeah, we do. We have to make a trip out there. For sure we do. Yeah. I think I think uh, I could probably drive there in, a, in, a, in half a day. Yeah, That's yeah, it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not right now. I mean, right now. No, no, we're not going there in those. Unless you want to look at the ice balls. You don't even like, yeah, yeah. You don't even like driving in the winter. No, Never mind, you know, us driving out there the worst time of the year. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but no, I I I I definitely think that this is I actually I think we've uncovered quite a bit of the mystery, but this is a this is gonna be something we have to revisit because it raises more questions, though more it, it raises more questions than it does answer right 
Yeah. Because there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason for 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 this to happen. And and yeah, what is the strange recipe of things in Lake Michigan that are drawing all of this to it? Right. Right. And why is it how and why is it connected to Point Pleasant? Maybe it began there. I mean, I think we need to look there for any strange experience. Well, yeah, in, in West area. Virginia. Well, West yeah, I'm well, yeah, dude. We can do a series on West Virginia. Yeah, West yeah. Virginia. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how much research you've done about Kentucky, West Virginia, the entire area, but West Virginia wouldn't even they wouldn't even like the Native Americans wouldn't even build their homes there. They were really? just like, stay away well, from I it. do know that oh, the one thing I know about Kentucky is the land between the lakes where there was the supposed incident where Dogman murdered a whole family and then the government covered it up and went and killed those Dogmen. The Beast of Bray Road. I remember this. Yeah. I, I looked into this one. That's the only thing I know about Kentucky. I don't know the okay, state well, flower, the mascot, anything. I only know about the cryptids. Okay, well, apparently on the edge of Kentucky and West Virginia... <clears throat> They, like West Virginia has mounds there, okay? Right. And the mounds apparently were, you know, from a long time ago, maybe some ancient war or something. But like the locals there have strange stories. And one of the main homes in one of these small towns moved the house. Now you can think about trying to do this back in the day. It moved the house to turn it towards that, uh, those mounds. Really? And the only significant symbolism in this home was that there were griffins on the home. So they pointed the griffins at the, like the strangeness to keep it out of Kentucky. Right. That's weird. It's what? super weird. And so, okay, now West Virginia itself, like the fact that the native Americans wouldn't even uh, populate the area. Yeah. For what reason? is it was almost like the land itself was like scarred and West Virginia, you know, West Virginia is big. West Virginia is also like strangely beautiful, but there is something in the air in certain parts of West Virginia. When you yeah. ride through it, where you're like, right. This place feels strange. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it did start in West Virginia. Maybe we need to figure that out. Right. Well, so yeah. What are the more historical, deeper history accounts of Mothman? Are there any, or was that the first, the first one? It's like the Chupacabra, you know, that the, the Chupacabra is not that dog looking creature that people yeah. put picture. It's not that, which is very strange. I don't know why people push that as the Chupacabra, but the Chupacabra actually started when a literally, okay, this is what our data said when a genetic, testing lab or genetic engineering lab in puerto rico was destroyed by a hurricane that these things got out wait it was and a what lab it was a so in puerto rico there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on because it's sort of a black project site for for us and others and they do genetic experimentation there crossings you're talking about black projects yes. and when the chupacabra first showed up was I think it was the 80s, 1980s or 1990s. I can't remember the exact date. That's when it first showed up. It showed up after a hurricane had come through. When right. we looked at the origination point of the Chupacabra, it was literally a thing that got out of a lab wow. that was doing genetic experimentation in, in Puerto Rico. So it's like, it's like, is the Mothman a similar idea, a similar thing, right? Well, oh, man, this is... There's so much that we could go into after, you know, eventually we're just going to be doing this show like every day, I know, <laughs> like I know. pumping stuff out. Cause there's like way too much to cover. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Well, um, John, did you have anything else to add before we wrap this episode? Yeah, up? because if I do, it's going to go on for another three hours. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's going to unravel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, we've covered Mothman sightings, other Great Lakes mysteries, and so much more in tonight's show. But uh, we have so many other topics to cover. And I just want to thank you, uh, remote viewer John Vivanco, for joining me. I am investigative researcher Rob Counts. Uh, thanks for being with us today on Metaphysical. And I hope you thought this episode was out of this world. And we'll see you next time. 